Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through, and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's, it's the, the Arner Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Jerry. And I'm Shannon. Guess who else is here? Betty White, of course. Oh, yes, she is, of course. We're back for episode 59 of the Arner Adventures podcast. Today, we have a Spark in Our Lives episode with someone who is a proponent of renting, a real estate agent who is a fan of renting. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? (laughs) Seriously, though, our guest talks all things renting, leasing, and we just loved it. But before we get to her, we want to remind you about our free declutter challenge. If you didn't start at the beginning of the month, that is a-okay. You can start anytime. It's just for 30 days in a row because, you know, Jerry's going to make a joke about that. It is 30 days in a row, not just 30 days anytime you want. Our declutter challenge helps you with reducing physical and mental clutter from your life with easy to implement challenges each day. You can grab yours at arnerventures.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. And it's totally free and fun. Yeah. And of course, if, if you're like me and you saw 30 day challenge and you wanted to spread the 30 days out over the course of the year, which I was prepared to do <laughs> no. until I heard it was not the way to do it. You heard it because you helped me develop it. <laughs> yeah. I heard what we had developed and then I was reminded that I can't just do everything my way. No, you develop um, habits when you do things for 30 days in you a row. You do. So to get the most out of it, please don't spread it out <laughs> over 30 individual days randomly throughout the year. Right. Do it 30 days in a row and you'll get much more out of it. That's right. Today's guest is Rain Phillips. Like we mentioned, Rain is a real estate agent who works only with rentals. We loved her expertise and positive light on renting. So let's just go ahead and get to this conversation, shall we? Yes, we shall. Well, our guest today aligns with our feelings about your home being your sanctuary. Not only that, but she's a real estate agent who empowers renters. Imagine that. <laughs> she's an expert in the rental property arena. She discusses renting in a positive light, and we just can't wait to get more into this. But our guest is Rain Phillips. Rain brings more than a decade of realty experience working in the most competitive markets in the U.S., New York, and Los Angeles. With a proven track record for high-volume rental sales, she is a top leasing agent for multifamily and single-family homes, as well as portfolio territory sales. Rain's remarkable track record can be directly attributed to her dependability, keen intuition, and ability to anticipate what her clients want. Again, imagine that. (laughs) Rain has helped thousands of people find their new homes and offers her clients an opportunity to move into a happier and more tranquil life. Rain, this is so refreshing to talk to you. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you, Shannon. I'm really excited to be here as well. And um, yeah, that was my intro. I was like, true, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but sounded really good. So thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to meet you and discuss rentals and see where it goes. I don't know if it's a a thing about where we are, although we have had some other guests on the podcast who have sort of commiserated with with Jerry and I about this, that you know, when we sold our house and a lot of, um, a lot of people, you know, don't know what they want to do next. And so they like the convenience of renting. That's why there are the possibilities of renting. And when we sold our house, I just remember every real estate agent that we knew was really, you know, all about, you need to buy, you need to buy. But I heard this quote one time and, and I've always gone with it that when you rent, you are paying for the luxury of being able to leave anytime you want and go anywhere you want. So when I saw that your concentration, that everything you deal with is rentals, I, I was like, wow, is that something that is because it's New York or LA or is that everywhere? Because we certainly don't have that here. So I would love to know kind of how you got into rentals specifically. Like what is it about that that made you want to stay in that arena? Sure. Well, um, it just kind of found me, to be honest. It was, I was living in New York City and I was actually hostessing at um, a restaurant and I met a lady and she said she was doing showings, like she was a shower for a company um, that's now defunct, but it was called Manhattan Apartments. And all she did was show for the for the agent. So the agent would give her a client and a list and then she would take the client and she would go all around Manhattan and then she'd bring back the client and they'd fill out the application. And she was doing great at it and it was a summer job. And I thought that sounds like fun to me. Like I just felt like that would be so much fun to like meet people, be running around the city, looking at places. And that's really where I got my start as a shower. And this was all this was all pre-technology. It's amazing like that we were able to function as much as we were without ourselves. I know, I know. <laughs> so yeah, so it was pretty crazy. And that that got me to um, get my real estate license. And the New York City leasing market is so competitive. There's so many agents and you can really do great financially. And so I wound up going to work for a really prestigious company in Manhattan called Related. And they hired me on as um, this resident service specialist, which was basically the manager of the building. And I didn't have to do rentals there, but I was able to learn property management. Now I have rental experience, property management, and I'm a licensed agent. It was total like, for me, I loved it because I had my weekends off, it was health insurance, all these benefits. Um, in 2008, I moved to Los Angeles and we all kind of go through the ups and downs of the recession. And about five years ago, I wound up doing a luxury lease up for a new building in Westwood. And this was a really pivotal time in my life because so when I got back into leasing and I realized I really enjoyed it. And I liked doing it in LA much more than New York because you're in your car and this was in one building where I wasn't like transversing the whole city. Right. That's when I really realized that I was going to stick with leasing and it's, it's been going really good. I think it's been just, I'm hitting my sixth, seventh year mark where I've just been growing my business and meeting more people and now I think I do average between probably about four leases a week. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking like, I, I know here on the coast and we're, you know, definitely nowhere near LA or New York as far as numbers, but I'm just sitting here thinking 
rentals are so in demand here. And I think, wow, if it would be so great if in this area or even in Raleigh or anywhere um, that we've lived where there were, I don't know one single uh, agent who just works with leasing and rentals. I don't know any. The only experience I've ever seen that is like on million dollar listings when they <laughs> <laughs> when they decide they're going to work with someone they've worked with before and said, yeah, let me work out a, you know, a rental for this or whatever. But I had never, ever seen it uh, at all. And so you're the first that we're, we're meeting, of course, quote unquote meeting. But I'm, is it, you know, is it, I know real estate agents and I know that the pressure is there and all of that, but do you feel like in the rental world, as opposed to working with buyers or sellers, that you have a leg up, it's easier? Or do you think that it's more of a challenge than working with buyers or sellers? Well, for me, I've sold two things. I've been part of transactions where I've sold two condos in Los Angeles. And I really didn't like the experience. I mean, I wasn't opposed to it, but I knew it wasn't going to be the experience that was going to lead me to keep using my license as a sales or buyer agent. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a lot of paperwork and it's a really long sales cycle or, or it can be, and you can fall out of escrow. And so you really, with any sales job, you have to build your pipeline, but I wasn't that, I don't know. I just, it just wasn't a fit for me. And I also felt in LA with these shows like million dollar listing and Selling Sunset, all these shows, they do focus on these really mega million luxury properties. And there's a lot of competition. And there's a lot of people who know a lot of people mm -hmm. who are building their book. And I just don't have those connections. I just don't know how I could plug into that and be as happy and successful as I am in leasing. This episode is brought to you by Sugarwish. Sugarwish is our gift go-to. What better gift is there than a consumable? And by consumable, we mean that Sugarwish allows you to give someone candy, coffee, wine, cookies, cotton candy, popcorn, savory snacks. And don't forget doggy treats for your doggy gifts. The best part is that Sugarwish is big on saving us time. You just order on their website. They send the gift via email or text to the recipient and arrives whenever you want. Sugarwish does not waste my time, but actually saves me time. Yes, Please. Use code Betty White. That's all caps, one word, Betty White, to save $7 off of your gift to someone. Or you can head over to arneradventures.com slash sugarwish to grab the code and link there. Yep, that's arneradventures.com slash sugarwish. It's also in the show notes. Now back to the show. I just, I love, I like the fast pace of it. I like that I'm meeting new people. Um, like, let's say I got an application in just on Monday, they're moving in today. So it's really exciting to me. I mean, I've been yeah. overnight transactions where someone's just had something that fell through or they're relocating here. It's just, it's always kind of the same transaction, but it's always different. Yeah. Like, the paperwork's the same, the application process is the same, the qualifications, all these things backing into it are always going to be the same. But meeting the person, hearing what they're looking for, and being like, you know what? may not be your fit, but let me take you to another property and I will go on tour with people and I will show them like three, four, five properties and we'll just go until it's a fit. And if it's not, and they tell me they found something else, I'm so happy for them. I'm right. Like, you. I want you to be happy. It's like an ongoing theme here about happiness. And I think yeah. the way that you answered it, the question as far as you knew that that wasn't going to keep you, you know, 
push working with your license because this is where you were happier. Ooh. That definitely is going to trickle down and trickle out to your clients. And they're going to know that you're happy doing this instead of, oh, you know, I've got the pressure of I didn't sell a house this month or this week or whatever it is. You know, I just think that, I mean, that's what matters, right? It really is, especially when you have to, it's a lot of work because um, there's always something going on, like whether you're showing, you're advertising it, you're moving people in, you're giving them the keys, you're taking them on a property tour, um, just answering questions and follow-ups. And so to put in that much time and effort, I really have to, to like it. And, yeah. and that's something that I'm really happy with. Um, as far as getting out there, sometimes I wish that not that it would slow down, but like you could never, you have to stay on top of it. It's like one of these things where you don't want to, let's say you're pushing it uphill, don't let it fall because there's so much and there's a lot of details. And that really, that's a real experience for the person who's moving in. I always do a pre-poverty check just to make sure the garage doors opener is working. The keys are working. They get their intercom programmed. I just uh -huh. want them to feel like it's one delivery. Like right. The keys. And then I usually, I really don't have much to do with the property afterwards. I'm sure it's not all always sunshine and rainbows. And you just talked about it. You have to always be on top of it. Well, what sort of quote unquote, I'm using my finger quotes that they can't see, but workplace, um, you know, pressure or the cons about this, like, and I'm not saying, you know, that because everything has some cons to it, right? I mean, I, I'm thinking not even knowing about your job. I'm thinking, gosh, she probably has to work seven days a week. I mean, she probably has to work every day. How do you handle that? Do you set days that you're not going to work or how do you handle the pressure from all of it? I mean, I'm pretty like right now, the biggest, I think, pressure that I have is to, I mean, I want people to be happy and like their place, but at the same time, I am a salesperson and I do have to rent the property. Yeah. So you have these two things that I try to, let's see, I don't want them to compete because that's against my style. I don't have a heavy close. Yeah. That's not my, that's not my style on closing, even though I'm a salesperson, but I mean, getting somebody and doing four transactions a week and you realize that behind this, somebody has a moving truck boxes. I mean, it's a big thing to transport your life, as you know, from a yeah. home to a rental or from a rental to another rental. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, kind of like, wow, how do I get all these people to move? This must be like magic. <laughs> like, yes. I don't question it too much because I mean, essentially what's happening is that there's supply and demand. They need to move. And I have, the, you know, potentially a property for them. So most of the time the I would say the pressure is for me to make sure that I, I am able to successfully close the transaction at least under two weeks of when the property is first listed. Right. Anything to go after three weeks, a month, and all of a sudden you have somebody who's taking a, a loss on the property. Right. So I want the, um, the owner to, you know, be profitable and not have a long-term vacancy. Do you feel pressure as a woman in this field? Because it's, you know... I in my mind, I think um, in any profession, being women, that we you know, there's a lot of men in the in the in the field, and so do you feel that at all that um, there is a sort of a, a different feeling of you being as a, wo a woman in this? And you talked about there not being competition, but you know, do you feel that at all? Do you feel like it's sort of like you're a minority in this field, or no? Do you not have that there? 
Well, I pretty much feel that real estate is great for women because women are usually associated with the home and Mm -hmm. that's their area, so to speak. And men are at work and women are usually traditionally at home. So I feel pretty welcome. And I feel like having a a female energy, if you will, is great. Yeah. I do that a lot. Um, So I think that's just been kind of a natural segue to be into real estate. I feel like there's a lot of pressure in the sales market for um, single family homes, for condo Mm. sales, especially in Los Angeles. And I feel like that's more male dominated. Um, But I'm not, I don't have anything to prove that except what I see online. And when I look at openings for myself, I'm like looking (laughs) for a place to buy myself. And so male agents, but for females, I mean, I don't really know so much about that. I think it's pretty evenly mixed. And I think I'm one of the only people, one of the only services in Los Angeles that really offer this standalone service. Um, I think I have a few other businesses, but it's rare to just focus on rentals, as you said earlier. You've worked in New York and LA, and those are, like I said earlier, very different rental markets. How would you describe the differences in them work quality of life is like, you know, you get to be in your car and you go back and forth. But as far as like the, the rental markets, how are, how do they differ between LA and New York? Wow. Well, it's, I was just visiting New York in May and I still have a group of friends from when we all met at Manhattan apartments and they're still rental agents and it's still the same thing. So I feel like even though I haven't been in that market in a while, I can I still hear about their work life. Yeah, it's like it's still just the same game. Where I, I felt like in New York, people were more likely to not be as transparent about the fact that they were going to probably rent something else. Where in LA, ah. people are more upfront about where things are because I think the prices were a little bit softer in LA, and there was always so many neighborhoods to go to in Los Angeles. Where in New York, you had just more of a competition. It's more expensive to rent. You, when I got my place in New York City, I also paid a broker fee. So you're paying out of pocket. So you may not be as forthcoming. And, um, but I have to say, in LA, um, I feel like people now show for appointments more, which is so frustrating. Wow, that it's is. Just, yeah, because you'll drive someplace. And usually I try and confirm everything so I don't waste anybody's time. On, and time equals money, especially with gas prices the way they are. Yeah. Um, and because I work from home, it will take me out of my home, into the field. I've got to do all these things to get ready. And then I'll just totally no shower or be like, oh, we're sorry. Just got called into a last minute meeting. And I'm just like, there's that special place for you someplace. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, come on. So that's one of the things that I've definitely noticed where I'm just like, confirm, confirm, confirm. And when it happens, I'm like, I just kind of look at myself and go, you know better. But sometimes I'm driving when people call and so I can't get their number. To, and then I get so many calls that I don't, I'm not able to save it. I just have to keep my eyes on the road. So Right, right. Oh, gosh. Well, those are, yeah. New York. There's no way. My girlfriends, two of my girlfriends are still rental agents. And it's just kind of really, it's expensive. And it's always LA, but it's just, you can't really drive anywhere. You're always on public transport. And yeah. The eight, the clients in New York expect you to pay like for taxis to take them to showings and everything. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about the fact that you're having to take them 
to mm-hmm. showings. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're like, I'm not a concierge service. Like, you don't <laughs> relocating with a company. Like, I'm we're taking the train. You can meet me there. Yeah. Go down the block and grab the train together. Right. Taxi. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, because you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't be able to even afford your job. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't work. I mean you couldn't you couldn't you can't live in New York and do that, you know? It's so hard. So my friends come home, they're like, we're so tired. We've been like pounding pavement every day. Literally. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by BASE. Listen, if there's one thing that bugs us to no end, it is traveling with someone who checks their luggage. What a waste of time and money. (laughs) First, you should just take less and you can grab our travel prep list at arneradventures.com to pack smarter. But one of the best resources we use is our base carry-on rollers, which allow us to carry everything we need. And since it's the carry-on size, you don't have to check it. I think the most common questions we get from people is how we avoid checking our luggage. And we always say pack smarter and base. Head over to arneradventures.com slash base. That's B-E-I-S. To grab the link to save $15 off of your first purchase. You're not going to regret this purchase. Our family and friends and anyone who travels with us now has base luggage. Really because they got tired of me complaining about them wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> that is arneradventures.com slash base to grab the link there. It's also in the show notes. Happy travels and now back to the show. And it's the same thing with me. I mean, I do territory sales. So what I do is like, I'll try and plan my day where it's like the imagery I share with my associates is like casting a fishing line. You put it all the way out as far as you can. And then you reel yourself back into your home. So I'll go out property and I'll keep driving inbound to my last showing. And I try not to, honestly, I've been doing it for so long at this point. I mean, I know LA, I know the traffic hours. So I try to like keep it. So before I used to be out like six hours a day, I'd come home just completely kind of spent on all the driving and then getting in and out of the car and opening the door and walking out the properties. Now I try and keep it to just something where I feel like I'm not running on reserve energy, where I just want to crash out. Right. But more planned. Right. Check now that I have so much experience, I can see where like my mistakes are. Right, right. Well, how how would you say, and I don't know if if in this field you keep up with, you know, the market in other areas too, but if you do, then maybe you can answer this question. Yes, their their uh rentals are in high demand everywhere and, and prices are going up everywhere. How would you compare New York and LA's rentals uh in compare in the market in comparison to other places in the US, just anywhere? Right. Well, I think you have the definitely New York and Los Angeles are two major, you know, United States cities where you have these big metropolises and people want to live there basically because their earning power is higher. Like you're, if you're living in New York, you've got to meet the New York basic living income standard. Right. One of like Hoboken or even like Brooklyn. I mean, everybody's just pushing out. So I think Places are very competitive, not only for um, apartment homes that have the amenities and the price point you're looking for, but also for the jobs to pay for that. I mean, here, my client base mostly, I would say, technology, entertainment, and healthcare. Those okay. Are the 
three people. So in engineering and then engineering leading into technology. You can kind of tell because like we have a one pocket of Los Angeles is called West LA. And when I get people from West LA, I'm like, okay, they either want to be near UCLA or there's a lot of gaming companies um, in that area and they want to be able to walk to work. Okay. People are going where they're going. Yeah. The only community that people always want to go to and will return to is Brentwood. There's something magical for the residents of Brentwood where they'll be like, I moved away from Brentwood to go to the, you know, further near the ocean or whatever reason. And then they'll like immediately return to Brentwood. They feel, they feel safe. They feel like it's very walkable. They just like Brentwood. So it's kind of a, I want to say like an exclusivity to that neighborhood that people really enjoy saying, I live in Brentwood. It's just like the reputation of, of it. You know, rental prices go up all the time. And I feel like everything I see and read is that they're at this all-time high. And I, I saw this thing on, um, I think it was Instagram or I don't know, TikTok or something where they just, this guy was standing on the corner as they do on, you know, TikTok. Usually it was probably TikTok. And <laughs> he was just asking these random questions just to everybody. But the question that they were recording constantly was how much do you pay in rent? How oh. much do you pay in rent? How much do you pay in rent? And it went, and then they would ask like, where, where do you live? And they could live very close to each other. And, and one would be, you know, 1100 a month. And one would be like 4,000 a month. And hmm. I was like, oh my God, why number one, is it so high? I guess, cause it's New York, but number two, why are they so different? But it just got me thinking with rental prices increasing constantly. Why is this? Is it because the owners can, there's a high demand or what's the reason behind the rental prices going up, 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 up. Sure. Well, that's a big question. So I'm going to try and, um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> the people on TikTok, I'd love to see that real. Um, only because someone's saying that they're paying like 1100 and someone 4,000, like New York city, especially is a city where you'll have like maybe a brownstone or a walk up. And then you may have a luxury building like right around the corner. Okay. They could be living in very different um, circumstances in terms of amenities, what's being offered. Someone could be in a doorman building. They could have different size apartment homes. And then especially to the person who's paying 1100 that to me sounds like a roommate situation or like a lucky sublet because that's really below market. Wow, really? Yeah, that's 1100 is a low market for New York City. I think the average is... Um, I know in LA, the average one bedroom is about 2250. I imagine it's around that. Yeah, it's high. Super high here right now. In LA, I can really speak to it because it is my market. It's super high here right now. And then over summer, it was tight. It was such a tight market and the prices were pretty, I mean, coming out of this pandemic where everybody left LA, we had this huge you know, exodus. And then everybody after they came out with the vaccines and people felt more comfortable living with COVID and what they were doing to protect themselves from the um, virus, they were able to start coming. They realized they didn't like where they were and they came back into LA. And when they came back to Los Angeles, they got a deal because there was so much vacancy. And those people stayed where they're at. And then the people who are coming back to LA, especially this year, realize that all those deals, like, you know, one year special, blah, 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 they had all gone away. And the market was back to being super high. 
it's a lot to keep up with. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you people like you do it. <laughs> Not, and I don't have to keep up with it, but that's that's yeah, crazy. You can see the changes. It's going from it went from an owner's market pre-COVID, where the owner was dictating the prices. Then COVID came, it was a renter's market, and then it was a very subtle change. It's almost so subtle that you're seeing it kind of like it's like a slow swing and it's just going the other way and if you're in it you can see and especially because i'm in the field i'm talking with people i'm listening to their feedback i'm asking them questions like how many units are you going to see before you make your decision what are you basing your decision on like i want to i want these answers because it all leads to more information that not only can i help them find a better place but i can let owners know what i'm hearing so i'm sharing this right. knowledge because they're not really um in that sense I'm acting as a liaison liaison between the owner and the renter. Because usually the owner doesn't want to be involved. They don't want any exposure. <laughs> yeah. You know, so all these things. But yeah, so it was a very, very subtle shift. And right now we're back firmly in a um, owner's market. So for people in our audience who are looking at renting and maybe they're uh, going somewhere that they've wanted to be or or whether they're renting locally what advice can you give them on securing the deal? <laughs> Secure, I mean, not the deal really, because if they have someone like you, you do it. But here, if they don't and they're advocating for themselves, what can they do for you know to get the place that they want if there's multiple people fighting over it? Do you have any advice for how to handle either the applications or tips for how they can secure what they want in this demanding market? Sure. So two things. It's like most like as far as I know, you have to give 30 days notice to vacate. So most people go on the market knowing that they haven't submitted their 30 day notice to vacate the apartment home. So they're kind of in no rush, but they want to move. Basically the top two reasons that I'm aware of people are moving is because they want to be closer to work because they have a new job or they just want a new amenity. There's just something a lot of people, especially in COVID that could move and stayed in LA this is so funny. It's one of the reasons why I moved during COVID. I realized I wasn't home that much and that the things that my apartment home was offering me when I did have to stay home, I really didn't like. This episode is brought to you by Southern Oak Artisan. Southern Oak Artisan makes 100% natural soy candles that are not only aesthetically pleasing, but are safe to breathe since they are made with non-toxic ingredients and they're not overwhelming like other candles you may be used to. Between morning brew, lemon bake, lavender, there's just so many scents to choose from. Southern Oak Artisan 100% natural soy candles are handmade in our home state here in North Carolina, but lucky you. They ship all over the U.S. Yes, lucky indeed. Head over to arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan, where you can grab our discount code and link to save on your soy candle purchase. That's arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan. It's also in the show notes. And now back to the show. Like ah. I, told you, I didn't have any outdoor space. There wasn't a lot of light. Um, my kitchen appliances were really outdated. And I moved during COVID for the reasons why everybody else was sharing with me. They were like, we were never home. We never realized that we didn't really, when we work from home and have to be here all day, it's yeah. just not as comfortable as we thought it would be. Right. Once you right. took the office out of the equation. And now that they had to basically work from home, they wanted to go to a neighborhood and still be able to keep their job. Uh, so we had a lot of people just moving from that. But for people who are new on the market, especially in LA, um, 
a lot of times we'll go ahead and we'll advertise something before we can show it. We'll usually advertise something like maybe a week before you can actually see it. And especially in July and August, I was having so many people just pre-apply, signing the lease based on the photos. Oh my God. Like going in and people would be like, they had asked me if they could take the tour and I'd be like, it's already been rented. Like what? Get like upset. And I'd be like, they just rented it sight unseen. Yeah. I had one person tell me that it was the most exciting thing in her life. She's like, this is accurate. And I was like, yeah, it's a professional photographer. They are very accurate. She's like, I'm so excited to do this. And when she, when I went to go meet her on the day to give her the keys and everything for her moving day, I was like kind of nervous myself. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I hope you were going to love it as much as you love the photos. No, that's what I was thinking. I would be, my heart would be beating out of my chest. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, it was, it was, I've never had that happen before where it was just, this is a new thing to the market. So that would be one of my suggestions. Um, try and pre-apply because now that's a thing where people are pre-applying and then that kind of establishes them with the right of first refusal because if they, it kind of puts them in a position of, it's a weird balance because if they get approved, they only have 24 hours to sign the lease. So hopefully I can show them within that 24 hours. But if they don't sign the lease within the 24 hours and I can't show them, then they just have to make the decision themselves. Listen, this is what's going on here. And I really don't like to show apartment homes, not only because of COVID, but while people are moving out. Yeah. Because it's not a true representation of what the apartment yeah. home is going to look like once it's painted yeah. cleaned. And honestly, things tend to stay in people's mind. They'll be like, but that is that going to be there when I move in? And I'll be like, no, it's going to be painted and cleaned. And <laughs> it just raises all these other questions where I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah. work through that. So that, and I would say be prepared with the application process. And I think one of the biggest things that leads into the application is that a lot of people, surprisingly, especially with all the technology, they don't know their own credit score. So I'll be like, um, you have two collections on your credit. Um, can you tell me something about this so I can put together a larger picture? And they'll be like, and then I'll send them over the credit report. And they'll have no idea. And sometimes it will be like $75 from a cable bill or a phone company. Uh. And they just won't know. And, they yeah. and I believe them. I mean, I honestly believe them. Or yeah. the amount of people who don't know their credit score to me is, it's a little bit alarming because I'm like, this sure. is this number that you have to edu- self-educate on your credit score because yeah. it really affects you and it will follow you through, it comes with you your whole life. Yeah. Like, you know, when you sold and you bought and you rent, I mean, anything you do, they're going to ask for your social security number. So for renters who, you know, are in areas like ours or in other areas where they don't have the capability of working with an agent like yourself, mm-hmm. how can they be more empowered to negotiate? Is that even a thing? Or is that just like, you can't negotiate anything right now? I always recommend negotiating. I always recommend it because even if you, even if they counter or just give you a flat no, the point is, is that you tried. The point yeah. is that at least you put it out there. And a lot of times um, people will come back with $50 off, but that's still a $600 annual savings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's 
it's a night out. It's a couple movie tickets. I mean, it's something. I mean, yeah. it's less than what you were originally paying. Right. That's a really good idea for people to always ask. And just ask them, is there any room for negotiation? And if you're going to ask for it, ask for it up front with mm-hmm. your application or tell yeah. your agent or whoever, be like, hey. And if you have anything to back your like back yourself up in terms of your credit history, your rental history, any kind of references or maybe a savings account that you can show that you'll be able to handle the rent in case there's a life emergency, anything like that, that would make you more desirable as a tenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the usual things already included that we're going by these rules. Yeah. And I would go ahead and put that out there. I mean, we have a lot of people who will write notes saying, I really love this place. I plan on being a great tenant. I you know, here's my app. They don't have to do that, but they just want them to know. Yeah. I think it's a nice touch. When we rented this little, we have like a a tiny little bungalow here by the water and we wanted it so bad. And um, when it became available, I knew that he was getting people from everywhere and I did something similar. It was more like a, a, a one, one to two page, like packet, like a portfolio that just said, you know, who he could call, but why we were great renters, what we've done, you know, our, our story. And of course we have a dog. So we had to make sure that she was welcome. So we did like, you know, you can interview her. Here's her personality. Here's her, her vet, the people that know her, like gave her her references and he, <laughs> he called us back. And, and I mean, we got it same thing within just a few days of it being available. And I mean, he told us later, nobody else did that. Nobody else gave me anything like that. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, that's great. So it was worth putting the effort into it, you know? Absolutely. Because honestly, you can keep that. If you ever move again, you can update it. You can send it off. It's kind of like a little life resume saying, hey, here, I've had this life experience. lived somewhere. I mean, yeah. I I love it when people do it. I think it's definitely that extra touch. And I mean, it can't really... In some ways, we can only look at one application at a time, but for the people who do it, or they'll say something like this and say, listen, a lot of people had a hard time paying bills and there was a rent moratorium and, you know, LA, there's a lot of actors and bartenders who that's their side gig. So we had some people who just simply couldn't pay their bills during COVID because there's no work. Yeah. And, And so their credit was definitely compromised because of that. But they write letters saying, listen, this hasn't happened before. I've reached out to all my you know, creditors and I'm on this trajectory to pay this off. And that shows a responsibility ah. on the path of life that, you know, not that you don't want to happen, but you've got to try and make the best of. Yeah. So I yeah. really like that for um, renters. That just knowing the application process um, and being ready to have like your application checked because I do check your employment verification and the rental verification. So yeah. Yeah. You don't want me to do that. Tell me up front because some people are like, I didn't tell my landlord that I'm thinking about moving. It's like if you're just honest yeah. up front, then that's going to get you so much further. Yeah. Because then I'll say something like, well, if you get this place, are you going to move? And they'll go, yes. And I'll go, well, upon approval, I'm going to do the rental verification. And they'll go, great. Just as long as I know I have it because I don't want to give them the idea that I'm going to be moving and you know, who knows what's going to happen. And I'm like, just caution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we have your fast five questions. It's just a this or that. So number one is New York or LA. 
Los Angeles. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Number two, beach or mountains? Oh my gosh. I'm such a beach or mountain. I have to go you know with my interesting? LA people have trouble with this. Like <laughs> people who we have interviewed from LA and we don't ask everyone, but for some reason, if you're in LA, I ask it. Like, I just think, Oh, you know, yes. oh, let's yeah. ask it. And people have a really hard time answering this. <laughs> it's so bad. I live so close to the beach. I haven't gone this year at all, but I do go to the mountains. So I'll say mountains just because okay. I mean, I love the ocean, but I really yeah. like the trees and just be outside. Smoothie out the door or two hour brunch? Two hour brunch all day, every day. <laughs> Show me how to make that happen, Shannon. <laughs> okay, number four, hardwoods or carpet? Oh, always hardwood. Yeah. Yeah. You put an area rug down. Uh, right, right. Of course. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, gosh. Sunrise. There's something about a sunrise just gives me a fresh feeling. And it's just like the start of the day. I'm a morning person anyway, but. Me too. Yeah. So I get, I get most of my good energy in the morning where I'm really like going and on it. And then I'm like a battery by the end of the day. I'm going lower right. and lower power. And I get to really enjoy the sunset, but I'm definitely a person who uh, I try and get up early and just get the big, bigger projects out of the way. So I can have most of the afternoon to just do paperwork. Okay. And the question that we ask everyone is right. what does a life well lived mean to you? Oh, wow. That's such a beautiful question. For me, um, I have this little mantra next to me too. Um, it's just my life to be well lived. I think it's like a, it's kind of like that pie where you just want to fill in all the sectors and you want to have your happiness and your health and your friends. And of course, a great home that you enjoy. Um, you want love, you want to give love, receive love, you want to travel. Just want to be, I think having an open mind and an open heart, compassion, I think that really shows up for a life well lived. I didn't throw in like the ton of money because well, <laughs> that always yeah. helps. But it doesn't really in some ways. I mean, you want yeah. that commercial success, but it doesn't necessarily mean everything that I've started to, in my older years, started yeah. to really notice that the more you, which is why I really admire you and your husband. I was reading your blog and oh. I thought it's nice to be able to like downsize. And I think a lot of people are really coming to that stage of their life where they're like, what are we really chasing here? Like what's happening? Like we're just getting another paycheck and we're yeah not enjoying our, our lives. We're just doing this nine to five thing that we've been told to do. And I think there's been a lot of self-questioning about yes. what are in their lives. Yes, I agree. I, and you know, you can't take the money with you, first of all. The second thing is, I mean, like with us, when we had success, quote unquote success, yeah, like we were not happy. We were not happy. Like with the financial, it's like, yeah, okay, we're, we're, we're doing, the business is doing really great. This is doing great. But we just, we just weren't happy. And now I would much rather be somewhere that I love to live. My home is my sanctuary and then travel and all of those things. And you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, money is great and it does take a stress away, but it doesn't take, it doesn't bring happiness. No, we were actually, I was out to dinner with my, my brother, and my sister last night. We were talking about this generation. That's the next generation, um, above generation, um, X. Um, we were saying like, we know so many people that just keep on working and they're never going to retire because they feel like that's what keeps them going and going. It's true. It does keep your brain working and lose all these great things that it does, but 
I'm talking about like they are going to work nine to five. I would do volunteer, part-time work. I mean, yeah. I hope that, you know, when I get to that stage, they'll still keep working in some capacity, but I'll be able to balance that more. Before we part, please tell our audience where they can find you. If they're in the LA area, they can get connected with you, all of that. And we're going to link it down in the show notes. Okay, great. So you can find me on my website, which is www.theleasingdepartment.com. And um, there's a page where you can contact me and I hope to get back to you right away. And there's also a phone number there too. So you can always call me or text me. Okay. <laughs> well, this was so great. Thank you so much for talking about rentals. We we love talking about renting and I'm just so happy that you put such a positive light on it because we feel like it is too. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It was great to meet you and uh, happy times at your home. That's what it's thank all about. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, that was just so refreshing. I like at the beginning said, and like in the show, I said, I, it is just such a light to speak to anyone who's positive about renting, which like I said, and I heard this, I think from one of the minimalists that when you are renting, you are paying for the ability to leave anytime you want. That is what we love. When we sold our house, we were like, okay, no, we're going to rent because we don't know where we're going to settle. And that's what most people do is they're going to be different places. And I just love that she is a real estate agent who's not pushing buying. She was just so great about it and so knowledgeable about it. Oh yeah. Well, it was, uh, this is definitely for us. And I mean, she is a little unconventional, but for our tastes, she is very conventional. Yeah. yeah. Well, it turns out, you know, I guess it might just be certain areas as unconventional. You know, we, we talked about on the Graham Brown podcast where um, renting over buying, you know, especially if you're a little nomadic, you know, like us or very nomadic, like he is. And he was saying how, oh, we're going to, you know, upset some real estate agents. And we did. But I think if you're anyone who is in any industry and you're not open to the fact that not everybody wants it your way, you know, maybe you should consider opening your mind a little bit. Oh, yeah. And we didn't upset this real estate. <laughs> we really did not. I she think was, we have a big fan. <laughs> I think we're big fans of hers. And we are big fans of hers. Well, this was just so great, so lovely, and again, refreshing. And, you know, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And please take a moment and subscribe to this podcast on the platform you're listening to us on. And while you're at it, please go ahead and give us a five-star review or rating. It helps bring our podcast to the ears of people who may be interested in content like this. And it's good karma. Indeed. You can always find us, links we refer to during the show, and any of the podcast sponsors at arneradventures.com or linked here in these show notes. And until next time, enjoy that journey you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Adios. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Adios. Uh, sayonara. Alvita uh, Dos Vidiniana. <laughs> <laughs>